want the world, yeah, I want the world, yeah, I want it all, said I want the world, yeah, I want the world, I'm coming to get it, don't care what you heard, don't care what you heard, I'm taking it all, cause I want the world, yeah, I want the world, yeah, I want the world, it's the best in the game, best in the biz, about that time, and you know what it is, coming from Brooklyn, bringing that truth, never gonna lie, never gonna lose, always on top, keeping it steady, he'll make you tap out and you won't be ready, he got the suplex, breaking your back, now everyone in the world gonna listen to Taz. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Taz Show, yes, yes, here we are. Uh, this is a uh, lovely uh, January 18th edition of the show. January 1818. 18, 18. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, thank you for doing all the nice little comments on the iTunes. You're downloaded. You downloaded this episode either on iTunes, thanks for that, or Spotify, or TuneIn, or on the Radio.com app, or maybe at TazShow.com. So uh, much appreciation. I have Seth here. Yes, you do. Uh, Seth is the producer of the Taz Show. He is almost running the game, but he's here. Uh, we are not live, and I am not going to question you, Seth, anymore about this. Thank and you. I am not going to question it. I'm going to wait until we are actually live again. <clears throat> and you know what I'm going to say? <clears throat> if we're never live again, which I know we will be, if we're never, ever live again, I'm okay with that. Wow. I'm I'm okay. I I am getting more into deep breathing and meditation, and I've learned, and my wife taught me this: only get upset over things you can control. This is obviously something that's out of my control, and it's always been out of my control. The lackluster ability of you and your team, Seth. Thank but you. But welcome to the Tash Show. So. What, what, I'm hearing some some crunchy. What, what's what do you got? Like something's crunching crunchy. over there. It's like was your beard rubbing rub no, on the I mic? Have a, what, what I you? have a. I'm wearing a, a cool uh, down vest. I just did a. <laughs> I just did Taz and Moose on CBS Sports Radio for three hours. There's Mike t- picking up. Maybe you have the mic mixed like crap. You got a puffy puffy vest. You wore the puffy I'm vest. I'm the puffy shirt and vest. Yeah, you, wore, you wore that during the show. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I need to like uh, wear a different shirt when I'm here. I gotta wear like a sports jacket. I don't know. We're just second rate citizens. Maybe now. you need to work on the mix of the freaking mic, genius. Maybe that's it. Holy crap! Now I can't be live. I'm trying to get in my zen place, and you're talking about my wardrobe. Uh, we'll talk about NXT here in a little bit. Serenity now. Just it's just it. Uh, just get better, Seth. Come on, it's, it's three years. You did. That ship has sailed, pal. Just please, I'm exhausted dealing with you. Just get better. Just everybody. Do you realize that downstairs, these big shots. Oh, boy, here we go. They, they, they At CBS Sports Radio, WFAN, Taz, why have you been through so many producers? Is it you? No, it's not me. It's me. It's Seth. Yes. That's what I tell him. <laughs> no, I actually put you guys over more than I should. Your team. I really shouldn't put you guys over one lick. I wouldn't, yeah. It'll suck. But um, some things, uh, a little bit of news got to talk about. Oh, by the way, I think Tuesday, next Tuesday's edition of the Taz Show, Mike Johnson, uh, PW Insider, will have him on. <clears throat> I'm working on a couple of guests. You know, uh, throughout uh, so many years of the Taz Show and only so many episodes, we were never really guest-driven. A handful. Yeah, good handful. I mean, more than a handful, obviously, but but I get your drift. You know, we've compared a, to the amount of shows you had, it was like you know, a handful. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So we kind of was more of a topic-driven show. And it kind of still is, uh, but I think there will be some more guests. There's some guests I want to have on, like so. Francine was on uh, 
Tuesday, mostly, Tuesday, as most of you guys know. And um, f- folks loved hearing her on with yours truly and hearing her, you know, her catching you up on what she's up to. And her and I just telling some old ECW stories of just shooting a bowl. So, um, you know, working on a couple of different guests, which I don't normally say. You guys know that. You know what I mean, Seth? I don't really. You, you kind of say it once you book it. Yeah. I usually do. You're right. Yeah. Right now, I have no one booked. All right. And, you know, I know some shows have producers that book guests for them. Oh, man. They're lucky. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> it just, it just, uh, I, I just, it, it's, I, I, I'm doing a podcast and I, I can't go into my meditation bit right now. I, I want to because I'm stressed right now. Are you? Because cool. of you. Oh, it's not just me. It's no, a, it's, it's a culmination. It, no, it's, I hate everybody on this floor. <laughs> but I don't want to bore people with that. So I want to say congratulations first and foremost to Bobby Roode. So Bobby Roode is the new U.S. champion. I did not catch a ton of SmackDown. I did catch that final match that they had with uh, Jinder Mahal and Bobby. And, um, uh, you know, excellent. I love the match. Did you enjoy it? I mean, because I, I yeah. loved it. I, I like how they... they the um, I know you have an expression for this. I forgot what it's called. When the, you know, Bobby was banged up against Mojo Rawley, uh, right? Previously, and, right? No, no and he, match in the tournament thing. So yeah. they kind of made it against his, you know, he was against all odds. To, yeah, uphill battle. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, it's a great story, simple story to tell in wrestling, and it works all the time for the announcers and for the talent. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So uh, I thought you were going to say something else. You're like, uh, yeah, great. Okay. And you begged me to have a hot mic on every episode. I begged? To do what? To sit and stare and say nothing. Do you want to have like stuff? I have things to say. Oh, my God. All right. Oh, uh, well, um, when Bobby was fighting Mojo Rawley, <laughs> I was joking. But God, continue. Um, <laughs> you know, that's where you had the, you know, the, uh, the injury, quote unquote injury uh, to the ribs. What I was impressed with was uh, Mojo was getting really nasty in there, very vocal and verbal toward Bobby. He goes, hey, how those ribs feel, Bobby? He's like screaming. Like, yeah. I liked it. I liked uh, his, uh, <clears throat> what he was doing. I, I, I noticed that. Sometimes I can get – when you, I cringed a little with that because sometimes I, I think about it as an announcer because you're, you're instructed to lay out, not talk, while the talents in the ring talking to each other. And if it's done that much and you're in a flow of a conversation or trying to sell a move or sell a guy that is selling or promote something or whatever you're doing, now you got to stop talking so fans can hear what the, the wrestler in the ring is yelling at the other guy off mic so the handhelds pick it up. you got to shut up usually. Oh, man. It gets to Because you don't know what he's going to say or when he's going to say it. It throws you off. It throws you off. Yeah. So, you know, um, it does get a little bit... Um, a little bit, uh, you know, a bouncing ball. You got to follow a bouncing ball with that if you're a commentator. But the the match where you know Bobby won the U.S. title, excellent match. Um, I'm I'm so happy that Jinder Mahal. You know, I don't. I'm happy for him because I don't think anybody looks at him anymore like like he can't work, like he's not a good talent, like he's not a good. You know, um, I think when he became champ, you know, there was a lot of that on him. I, I don't see much knock on him anymore. I know I've always defended him. And I know he's not some green rookie that just broke in when he got the push, you know? He's a monster, too. He's a big, big he's guy. 6'5", 6'6", six, six, yeah. six, and he's Strong. ripped. He's yeah. ripped as hell. I mean, so uh, I know there was a lot of uh, social media stuff towards me about this, about both guys wearing blue. So you know how I am, Seth. I noticed those things, and I hate the matching tights thing, and I do. 
These guys were both wearing blue, and I love them both. And they're both wearing, I think, blue knee pads, and they're both wearing black boots. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> sure, you're not going to mistake Bobby Roode. And they both have beards. And they both have dark hair. Wait a minute. Is that Bobby Roode or is that Jinder Mahal? No, that's not going to happen. They look different. They're built different, um, different heights and all that stuff. But, y- you know, I, I think, it, it, to me, it's not... In regards to that, I'm not going to get deep into it again like I have in the past. It's not. Uh, it's more on the company than the wrestlers. It's I've seen it a million times where there's a gigantic dry erase board right before you go through the curtain, and it's the list of matches. Who's wrestling who? On that dry erase board is the agent for that match. Um, usually, the referees listed on there. So whoever is like responsible or have any involvement with that match their name is on that dry erase board so that dry erase board is vital that you look at you know more than probably two or three times a day and right before you get ready to go work so you look at it and usually there's times on there like how long the segment should be you know rough guesstimates you know uh, so it's a little stiffer when it's live live uh, like raw smackdown that was live all the time obviously my point in talking about this dry erase board is I remember my time in WWE so many times there'd be, I mentioned this in the past, like when Flair was on the card or involved, it would say no chops, like in gigantic letters. They don't want anybody else to chop. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and it wasn't that they were kissing Flair's ass, it's just that they wanted to keep him special, that was his thing, and he's on the card. They would also, you'd see a lot, um, you know, no... Uh, um, uh, no matching tights. That's what it would say. Just that simple. You know, underlined, different color. For a long time, Sergeant Slaughter used to run the board. Like, and he would, took very big pride in the board. Color-coded. You wouldn't think the Sergeant. Maggot! But he did. <laughs> Sarge, Sarge used to run the board. And and, and the um, color code Jones, it was crazy, right? I don't know if he's still... I don't know, I know, he's, I don't know what he does. But, but anyway, uh, I think he's gone from the company. Or he has a light affiliation. Whatever. I don't know his, what, what Sarge is up to. But... I know that it's a very simple thing to write no matching tights on the board. Um, sure. A lot of times wrestlers might not see each other much once they're in their own locker room or wherever they're dressing and they're putting their trunks and boots on or whatever. And a lot of times you're getting ready to go to the grill position and then you see your opponent. There's no time to change. It's not as easy. It's not as it looks like these guys are half naked. I get it. But it's it's not that simple to just, you know, change your boots or change your tights and, you you, you know, you got maybe you got some some uh, oil on or something or something something to give you a little shine or to give you a little more muscularity. You know what I mean? Is that on the agent though to let them know? Yeah, yeah. big time. Usually the agent will um you know that usually the agent has to do that. Now this maybe is a little bit different because it was like a tournament type of base thing. You know what I mean? Um, but still, there's no uh, you're tight on time. It's a two hour show, and they both wrestled this that the same day. Yeah, uh, earlier. I, know. I saw. Yeah. I, this could have been fixed. Now, a lot of times guys will show up to build them with only one pair of tights. Like I was in a little different situation. I I was with black and orange, so that was my thing. That wasn't going to change, you know. So I I didn't have a lot of options. You know, that just was me. So uh, you had to work around me, you know. Um, ECW, we kind of all were different though. Like not everybody just wore trunks and boots. There was all different types of characters. You know, some guys wore T-shirts, some guys wore karate pants, some guys wore sweatpants, some guys wore whatever. You know, the Dudleys wore tie-dye, down the Eliminators, they wore traditional wrestling trunks with, like, kick pads, you know. So, they, uh, you know, 
we were cognizant of them. I know the Eliminators had like tons of different colors of gears, you know, just to make sure. And they would bring a lot of their stuff with them. Um, me or like Shane Douglas, we had our own colors. So we, you know, we were always wearing those colors, you know. Um, I don't know. I just, I just think it, it, the agent has to do a better job of that. The wrestlers, too. But the agent, and just ride it on a dry race board. I mean, now maybe it's a situation I don't really know. Maybe it's a situation where both guys happen to show up with blue. Um, SmackDown, the colors of SmackDown is blue. I'm watching them work. I'm seeing that. I'm seeing the blue ropes, the blue trunks, the blue. I'm like, oh, boy. And now I'm kind of like a dog with a bone. It sticks out to me, and I just keep looking at it. I'm fixated on it. Fixated? Fixated. 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 Yes. This is why I don't have a national radio show. Wait a minute. Oh. (laughs) Actually, I do. I hope hope he's not listening. I hope not. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) inside joke, Jones. So, um, anyway. um, You brought up something, too, about uh, the dry race board and... you know, and I th- you probably have talked about this before. And I, uh, when you're on TV, your time is very specific. So, do the, does the ref give him a go home? I mean, are, are they always kind of? Seth, you know, you really, are, you know, I, I've thought about you yesterday. Oh, thanks. Not, not good. No, not in a good not. way uh, because it's it's. You since you've been the full time producer back again for your fourth run with the Taz Show. Is it four? Fifth run. Mm-hmm. You really are just completely blown off Markology, which is fine, but you've gone full throttle into inside term Jones. I, I, you do it all the time, and it re- it's a mock moment. You text me something the other day, and I replied to you, don't be a mock. Did I not say that to you? Uh, yeah, you, that, you, you know did. what that's about. And, and You've been saying that to me for three years. I know. And now you come out cocky Jones, and you're just talking like you're, you know... I'm not anything. Alex Perez. I mean, like, how's that name? Alex Perez. Al Perez. I'm well, Al Perez. also Alex, but it's a different guy. But right. uh, Al Perez, uh, the, the Latin hothrob. Yeah, you're talking like you're the Latin hothrob, Al Perez. And I'm Jewish. You're talking like you're Pez Watley. I mean, you you can't do this. <laughs> you're not Pistol Pez. You, you, you are not. You, you cannot. You are not Haystacks Calhoun. You are not <laughs> Dino Bravo. You can't do these things. I could bench 700 pounds. <laughs> you can't just throw out inside terms. Oh. You have to stop. Oh, my God. I, I know. I, oh my God! This is new news. No, nah, I just you know I, I have some respect. I you know nobody respects the business more than me. I broke in in the eighties. Mm. I still am old school. All right, take it easy, kayfabe. Jeez, oh, asshole, <laughs> dick face, <laughs> jerkwad, <laughs> schmuck ass. I like schmuck duck. That's the best. So now you can put a little e next to this. What's your question for me? Does, does, I said, does the referee give them a signal when to wrap it up? I can't tell you that. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> to wrap what up? The match? Yeah, because it's, it's very, you know, the time is very specific in there. Are they have it, the match? A lot of so guys, like these, these two guys are, you know, like if you're talking about Rude and uh, Jinder, these guys are pros. They've been around a long time. You know, you, you end up, if you get a certain amount of time for your match, a lot of times you have an internal clock. It's just like, you know, it's like you wake up early in the morning. Some people with jobs like me, like get up early in the morning or whatever. A lot of people. And you get like an internal clock sometimes where you know you just got to wake up at that time. It's kind of like that. You get a feel. You get a feel. But but they do have, there's ways that the referee will either say to them something or say it could be someone in the ringside area that maybe because it's, I've seen hand signals before, uh, all this kind of items, uh, these kind of things. Any other questions you have for me? 
No, that was it on that. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> okay, great. So, that's great. So I wanted to say congrats to Bobby Roode on that. Um, that's your boy. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Bobby's the man, no doubt. Also, congratulations to Candice LeRae, um, War Machine, the tag team, and uh, uh, Ricochet. I talked about Ricochet, I think on Tuesday, yes. that uh, Mike Johnson announced it or promote. Or I, th- I don't know if he was the first one I thought it was. But uh, that Rick, they're all four of those uh, you know, people are now in the WWE with uh, NXT, I guess, right? Because NXT, they tweeted something about them. I'm happy for all four of them. Uh, I think it's great. It's well-deserved. Now, uh, I'm sick of WWE with treating talents that are true wrestlers and talents that are successful uh, for years that are better than a lot of the people that you sign or that you train, and they treat them like they're jabroni kids that just broke in. And they post a picture of them wearing those, making them all four of them wear those performance center T-shirts. Uh, you know, they want to, look. And they put it out there, all four of them, and they tweet it. I, I'm happy for those four people. But they don't don't treat them like that they're they're green. That they they don't even need to go to the performance center. You know, I mean, Ricochet's one of the better guys you're gonna watch in the ring. I mean, what what are they doing there? I'm not saying they're retraining them, but you know, it, it, don't overthink it. Okay, these are four talented people who succeeded without your help. You know, really, I'm just calling it like it is. Um, so I'm not trying to be picky or nothing like that. I'm just being honest. It's my feeling. And if you, if I offend you with my feeling and you just love the WWE, you love NXT, then stop the podcast and don't listen to me and don't download me anymore. What am I going to tell you? I mean, that's nice promotion. That's <laughs> great. That's yeah, wait, 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 get those numbers up. Bosses love you, Taz. <laughs> I don't care um, about the numbers. I don't care if one person downloads this, and I've been like this forever, Seth. It's a show 516. As long as these people... If it's one person that respects what I'm saying, my brutal honesty, there's no agenda. I don't need anybody. You are lying. Because if you guys want down to one download, you'd be screaming at me and be really All right, upset. one download's an exaggeration. <laughs> You're right, I would. One? What? I got one download? <laughs> that sucks. That's your fault. I, you know, I disagree with you a little bit in the sense that I know wearing a t-shirt and stuff seems a little corny, but... You know, um, they're trying to do it, the, but the they've team. been giving guys credit on air. Like the, the the guys calling the matches have been giving guys credit. Hey, they're a veteran. They've been all over the world. They they kind of like, they give the guys their props, like uh, Roderick Strong and guys like that. And I remember when Finn came to NXT too. He said, he said he learned a lot being in NXT. Of course you know? he's gonna yeah. say that. Well, it just seemed. Of it course seemed, he's gonna say yeah. that. Yeah, Stop. Right. It seemed legit to me. I don't know. Uh, I love Finn. I'm a mark. Of course, yeah. yeah he's, of course, he has to say that. Look. Okay. About his entrances and stuff like that. I mean, hold on, hold on, wait, wait. But there's a big difference. I agree. He Finn learned a lot working under the WWE. I don't know if he learned a lot being in the performance center. I, I maybe it's unfair to say that he did or didn't. I, I wasn't there, so maybe I should strike my comment. Well, okay. remember the, the late Dusty Rose was there too, helping these well, guys. That, that's a whole different yeah. animal, yeah. right? That's a whole different animal. I mean, and God rest his soul, but that's a whole different animal. Here's my point. The physical end of the wrestling end. I'm not talking about the performance or an entrance or how WWE wants you to perform. I've talked about this, and this is an ongoing thing for me. 
you really have to be careful <clears throat> if you're WWE because they are completely encompassing everything in wrestling and they monopolize everything in wrestling. Okay, and everybody at the end of the day, you got to be careful that everybody doesn't come off the same. Like it's all the same. There's no individualism. There's no. It's everyone's basically learning under the same tutelage. Everyone. It's horrible. So now you have people that are coming in like these four ca- well people and and. You know, now what are you going to do? You're going to try and break some habits they learned somewhere else? Well, maybe some of those bad habits make them who they are or whatever. Maybe they're not so, such bad habits. You know, I was part of under their banner when they, they tried to not retrain me, but they didn't like certain things I did or other wrestlers that learned elsewhere and... And then they just kind of stop pushing you, or they just get frustrated, like you know what he he's not what we want. Well, because you guys want you want computer chips, you know these are these are men and women that are talented athletes and performers. And what makes a great show is a potpourri of different styles and with different places you've wrestled in the world. All these different wrestlers on a card and different trainers from all over the world or whatever, the country, that have trained some of these wrestlers. That's what makes, that's what always, to me, made wrestling great. You know, and and I mean, I'm proud enough to say in my prime was was a hot, super hot time in the business of the mid to late 90s and early 2000s, you know, so we were all making a lot of money and everything was great and there's reasons for that. It's because talent makes money and there was, there was a lot of talent and we were all trained by all different people and it was really not you know for the most part not a lot of micromanaging you know until like probably early, you know early to mid 2000s with WWE they started to but once they saw that they were monopolizing the business you know they could do whatever they want just saying man like you know so many fans that listen to this podcast or listen to me uh, and I know how you are, Seth, are like old school wrestling fans. They miss and love the years of the NWA or or World Class or Calgary or, you know, AWA or whatever, Florida Championship Wrestling, Georgia Championship Wrestling. Well, there was nobody micromanaging those those guys and, and those girls. You know, it was it's the individualism. That's what makes the creativity. That's what makes the talent. You know, and to your point, uh, you, you brought this up before. About a lot, a lot of the same uh, move sets are happening. You know, a lot, all, the, all the same. Everyone's doing the knees. Everyone's it's all the like, same. And um, and Ricochet makes me think about Apollo Crews because he was also a special talent that came in, and it, it doesn't seem like he, he means nothing now. And I'm a big fan of his. Right. I, you're right. I think Apollo Crews is a great example. I look at. I mean, look at. You know. Hopefully, Ricochet doesn't go the same way. I mean, he's a special look, guy. Look at the look at the Good Brothers. I mean, you know. I mean, and now they're with Finn again, so they're trying to rekindle that a little bit. I mean, yep. but. You know how cool were they when they came in, and they squashed them. Yeah, I mean, it feels you know, how like cool it anyway. They? I mean, like you know what I mean. Like it's, and they had their main success was in Japan, so they want all these guys from Japan. You know, and and you know what? Uh, there's going to be a throwback snack I'm going to do in the future on somebody in the future soon about a current WWE contracted wrestler, and I'm going to cover one of this guy's matches. In a throwback snack. And while I'm covering it, I'm going to explain to you and show you the difference in this guy hmm. from then to now. Oh, that'll be cool. I'm curious now. You got me curious, well, Rob. That's what I do. I, I hook things. I just <laughs> thought of this as we go. I tell you guys, I'm a special person. So, On, on a positive note about this, though. Why, I, why am I being negative? I'm just, no, you're just pointing out some stuff that bothers you. But I'm saying, um, I think it's cool that War Machine's coming on. I feel like the tag team, uh, you know, tag teams died for a while. In the last year or two, yes. it's really picked up. You know, just even watching NXT too. 
uh, seen a, a good tag match. So it's it's cool. And those guys are big monsters, man. So they, they are. Yeah. No, they're good, man. And we just heard. Uh, we just we talked about this the other day. We we heard. Um, uh, we heard the uh, what do you call it? Uh, they were talking. They they're gonna be at the raw. The uh, on on and Tully. Uh, Guys, um, uh, revival, yes. revival. I just drew a blank. Dash and Dawson. Dash and Dash and Dawson. You know, they, they, we just talked about this on Tuesday. I think you know we both thought, and you said it too. Like on that Raw 25th anniversary gimmick, you know, they're, they're going to get beat up by DX. They're going to get super kicked by Shawn something. They're, they made it very obvious. Yeah. Yes. So that so point is, they pointed out in their promo to revival did that tag teams have been stagnant or whatever they said, and now you're going to take a young team that that can work. And you're gonna you're gonna have guys that are my age in their early to mid fifties, and no knock on those guys, you know, uh, you know, beat them up. But, yeah. And they've already done this before. Like they're doing the same thing again. Of course, what, did this surprises you? I, I mean, know, this but it's is, like it's what happens. I don't know. Why would you do you know? that? No, I know. So, um, but yeah, well, I think War Machine's gonna be very successful. Yeah, yeah, no, I do too. I hope, I hope so. Really? I hope so. I look mean, at all, look at the look at the potential matches. The authors of Pain, you know, even that young team Heavy Machinery that was on this week. Yeah, no, I, well, yeah. I was going to get into talk about yeah. it a little bit. Yeah, I know, I know, I, I know. I, I have thoughts on that, and and uh, you know, I, I just as a guy who's trained people, as a guy who had a performance center of my own before they did theirs <laughs> on a lot smaller scale. And they get basically Triple H, I, you know, I've had people in WWE tell me, and I've alluded to this a little bit on the Taz show, and, and I wish someone else would say it instead of me because it sounds self-serving, but it's not. I'm just, and I'm not losing sleep over this shit. I can promise you that, but, <laughs> um, uh, you know, I've had people say that they had Triple H looking over their shoulder on a computer, you know, several years back. What is that? Well, Taz has this finishing school. Really? And I, it was a website I had, and and we had a really cool website with all details on it. The finishing school didn't last long. And I've had about three people in WWE nicely say to me, I think that's where he got his idea. <laughs> <laughs> I've never said this publicly. I've, so I've, you I've, heard it here first. Taz is responsible uh, for NXT. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> not NXT, but that performance center yeah. deal, that feel. Because uh, I had a, I was part of a, in a, a gym in a weight room, and I had a performance coach, a guy named Mike Mitchell. Not to be confused with the Steelers defensive back, but a guy named Mike Mitchell who was a flexibility coach, working on nutrition, uh, keeping wrestlers healthy. And teaching guys that were already guys and girls that are already wrestlers how to work in their body and not train like I did, like a dinosaur, you know, and train smarter. Like I said, flexibility coach. Uh, uh, we were going to bring yoga a yoga person in to work with them. I also uh, was doing a whole promo thing where I would do a promo section. We're working on promos with them, and we would record them because I had a production crew with us at the performance center. So you know, you could like guys like Bull James. You know, he, he came through there, you know, so we've talked about this publicly with him, and he's talked about it. Um, you know, I was, I don't know how many years ago this was, I was in TNA, it was years ago, and, uh, you know, and I just didn't have the time to put it into the right way, I love doing it, but it just, I was basically taking people that had a couple of years experience, and I was, I was polish, a, a polish school, a finishing school, showing them what it takes 
to get to that, just you're close to that next level, what it takes to get to that next level. And being that I was someone who worked in the company and worked in all these companies, these big companies on every level, and that I've been in a lot of meetings and I've heard what they want out of wrestlers. So I felt like, let me do a school that's not a traditional professional wrestling school. You're doing a bump school. No, right. it's not yeah. a new school. There's an inside word. Again, you have to do it. Seth, the fans that listen to the Taz Show, <laughs> they know that the KFJ knows wrestling. They know you know I'm inside terms. I'm not doing terms. it on purpose. You do, you're not just to get one, three or four more followers on I Twitter. I don't really care. Do. Plug your Twitter. Go ahead. You want to back, plug it? Uh, you can plug. follow me at Seth the Twit on Twitter. See, Thank you, you very go. much. So, yes. And you could you could tweet him all the inside terms. Yes. Terms. Oh, please. I don't. If I don't. If, if I miss something, keep please. that up. We'll have Lee Mean cut a, a video burying you. How I'm about sure that? Sure, he'll do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, but the, I know. I, I, you know, I know. It really sounds like I'm saying the performance center was sparked by what I did. Uh, I just told you the truth. No, this I was mean, way before sense. they were doing it. You, you, had a, yeah. you had a history as a trainer too, in, in WWE for tough enough. Oh, I, I mean, had a history of training ECW, mm, right? House of the Hardcore, hard, running of the school. I mean, so, and we did a lot of things there at the House of Hardcore, which uh, you know, I made sure that we had a mat, an amateur wrestling mat, outside the ring area. You had a when you came in to get trained, you had to graduate from that mat and master your chain wrestling before you were allowed to go in the ring and wrestle. That was our rules. We had a list of rules, and you couldn't wear like stuff like you couldn't wear sh uh, shoes that you wore on the street, like sneakers or amateur wrestling shoes. Dirty in the ring, yeah. Mm -hmm. Very sanitary. We had the wrestlers were, were the cleaning crew. They cleaned the bathroom. We ran it like a true dojo, like New Japan run their dojo. That's how we ran it. Um, you know, it, you know. I problem was I was in the middle of my prime. Well, I was running this for Paul Heyman and ECW, so I put a lot of time into it. So did Perry Saturn and, and, and stuff like that. We were running that thing there, and Mikey Whipwreck was a huge help back then in there. And Bubba Ray Dudley was doing – he wasn't a trainer there, but he was like uh, doing some bookings out there. He was helping book towns and stuff So uh, for ECW. you know. So we, we, we had a lot of fun there also when guys weren't there, myself and, and those other three guys. So – you know, um, the thing is, like, the so the performance center thing, I get it, I do, I understand it, but I like people to know the real deal. And when Triple H takes photos with wrestlers when they debut, and he has to be in the photo, you know, I, I you know, that bothers me. Um, I don't mind once in a while, but I don't think it needs to be all the time. It should be that man or woman's time to shine. You don't need to be. Oh, look, there's Triple H. Oh, who's this new guy? It's not the rub. You're not helping them, Triple H. You're hurting them. He's reminding me of, uh, you know, I, I follow boxing, and uh, <clears throat> Mayweather's a promoter now, and he's always in the middle of everything. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And it's it's that's the deal. So, um, all right, I got to get and talk about NXT 2 in a minute before we go to break, but I also want to say one thing that's hot in the news in wrestling. Um, Roman Reigns, right, uh, was named in this this like ten million dollar steroid scandal out of this man Richard Rodriguez, uh, who's kind of doing this tell all thing about this big steroid ring, and Roman Reigns basically came out and put a statement out. And I talked about this today. We talked about it, Taz uh, Moose and I on Taz and the Moose. I heard. Yes, sir. We talked about it uh, because it's it's not just wrestling news; it's newsworthy for sports too. And um. <clears throat> Because wrestling should be respected in that regard. So basically, Roman Reigns, if you haven't seen it, I'll just read the quote real quick. Uh, 
he responded to this 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 accusation and basically says the allegations he says uh quote i have never heard of richard rodriguez or wellness fitness nutrition i learned from the mistake i made nearly two years ago and paid the penalty for it since then i've passed 11 tests as part of my wwe's independent drug testing program unquote so Roman Reigns is saying he knows nothing about this, has nothing to do with this, and he this guy's just naming him, whatever. And I have to tell you, I don't know Roman Reigns, never met him, know his family members. And like I said on Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio earlier this morning, I believe Roman Reigns. I believe what he's saying here. I completely believe him. I don't think he would put a statement like that out. I don't think WWE would be cool to put a statement like that out. Um, a lot of times someone does something like that, you just ignore it because they want attention. Uh, it's a different story. It's a ten million dollar steroid ring. It's kind of a big deal, uh, and it got some press. So it, I, he had to do it. Is it possible WWE uh, crafted that statement for him and wanted him to make that statement? I don't think so. What I think uh, would happen is, um, and I said this this morning, I think it was one of two things: either Roman talked to all three or one of either Vince, Stephanie, or Triple H. Look, I had nothing to do with this. I don't even know this guy. I've never been in this gym. I don't even know what they're talking about. I'd like to put a statement out. Okay, show us a statement you're going to put out. Hey, that's a good statement. Put it out if you want. Or one of them, Triple H or Stephanie, going to him and saying, Roman, what's the deal here? What's going on with this? I have nothing to do with it. Yada, yada, yada. And then maybe they helped him put together a statement. I don't know. I, I think this would be a statement that he put together himself and ask them, or they wanted to approve it to see it first, or legal wanted to see it first. It's just very weird, though, right? Why would he name Roman Reigns? And Roman did fail a test, and you know, if Roman had gotten his steroids two years ago from this guy, he could have said, "Yeah, a couple of years ago, I, I, I got, I failed a test, and you know, paid the penalty." It's just weird. It's weird all around, like why his name would be on it, and you know, um, it's strange. I don't. I mean, you know, I don't because the only it, wrestler he named, he only named uh, Roman. And a right? No, actors. I understand. And you know, I mean. Isn't this guy trying to get like a plea? Like he's trying to get like whatever he's doing. Like I, I you know, but Roman wasn't selling the. I mean, I was selling it. I mean, it's like was Mark Wahlberg going to get? You know, maybe he. Yeah. Maybe it was a situation. Maybe someone dropped Roman's name to this guy, and it, that happens. Yeah. Many, like I'll give you a lesser example. This might be a bad example, just to give you an idea how this goes. When you're, I've had people say, "Hey, I ran into this guy. He says he's your cousin." Oh, yeah, what's his name? Whatever, you know, Bob Daruki. You know, ah, everybody knows I'm Mike Daruki, but well, I, I don't know who that is. I, I, he's not my cousin. He says your cousin. <laughs> so my point in telling you that story—that's happened to me, like that kind of thing, a hundred times in my years. The reason is people like to drop names. So someone might have dropped names to Richard Rodriguez, like, yeah, no, I'm buying this. Uh, the, you know, I'm buying uh, all these vials of of Sustanon 250. Or all these vials of equipoise, these are steroids I'm naming. These are anabolic steroids. Um, and, yeah, I'm selling to a Roman Reigns business manager. Yeah, it's for him. That's how this could have went right. down. Just BS. And that's just BS from yeah. some guy who's a, a steroid dealer getting steroids from a bigger steroid dealer. 
Just no one has a credibility the, the, in this story. You know what I mean? This saying, guy's a, so, he's a felon, and Romans failed the test. So it's like, like who cares? At the end of the day, who cares? He passed his tests. Like, screw this guy. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. I just, I, I don't, so I don't think it's also strange because when you're in the public eye, things like this can happen. You but, know, so but that stuff works because Mark Wahlberg is jacked. <laughs> his arms are big, man. Now I know why. Oh, uh, I yeah. believe that one. That stuff works. That's <laughs> funny. Well, support for the Taz Show comes directly from our friends at Rock. Mortgage by Quicken Loans because they work. I'm going to talk about stuff that works. Chances are you're confident when it comes to your work or your hobbies or your life. So Rocket Mortgage gives you that same confidence, that same level of confidence that you need when it comes to uh, buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. With Rocket Mortgage, you can apply simply and understand fully. So uh, you can mortgage confidently. That's the key. So to get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. That's rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. Equal housing lender, licensed at all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. So we're going to go to break here. Other side of break, uh, we'll get into talk about NXT on this edition of the Taz Show. Sit tight. All right, we are back here on the Taz Show. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, a little reaction to my react to NXT. I'm going to do my react with my producer. <laughs> I hate it. Um, anyway, uh, I had to do a commentary on mute. Uh, so I, like I did last week. It's just it's better for me. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you one thing that these guys said. So I'm just letting you know. I can tell you. Mamma Mia! <laughs> he didn't do a Mamma Mia. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I I unmuted it once, and he was. Uh, it was the match with um, Sabatelli and Riddick Moss, and I heard uh, Gridiron Gladiators. Gridiron Gladiators! And, and instead of calling them that, they played football. Yeah, like a lot. He and did I, say, yeah, I, he said it several times. Yes, I'm all about adjectives and bringing something different. Um, being in a nonstop thesaurus can get a little crazy, but that's just my opinion. It might not mean shit to you, and that's fine also. So NXT, NXT. Okay, so Heavy Machinery, Tucker Knight, Big Otis, right? I mean, you know, I, uh, I'm i a fan of these guys, especially Otis, because he is, I've talked about him in the past. He's such a unique Unique character. Do you remember, um, what was his name? Jake the Milkman Millman. Do you remember him? You don't remember him, do you? Sounds familiar. You huh? Google it. Google it. Just Google you it. Google it. He wrestled in um, the AWA, the, some of the companies back in the day. It. This guy reminds me a little bit of, this guy's thicker than him, meaning meaning uh, Otis. He's thicker. Similarities between the two. I don't know. When I see him, I, I think of Jake the Milkman Millman. Uh, Tucker Knight, different type of physique, big, you know, taller guy, athletic, big guy. Uh, frankly, I think you know, Otis has a little bit more charisma than Tucker Knight. You see him? You looking at it now? Don't he remind you of him a little bit? Yeah, just something about him. I don't know what it is. It's, I mean, no, he's just similar face, similar face, face right? Yeah, 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 different body, but but anyway, um, I, they work well together. Heavy machine. I like the name. It's a funny gimmick. Um, uh, you know, it, this this comedy in it, which is entertaining. I, I got no problem with that. 
Um, I thought they had, they had a, a good match with Sabatelli and Riddick Moss because these are two clashing styles, but they play off each other well. It's a classic thing, the muscular, athletic, good-looking heels. They're against, shredded too, man. Oh, no. So Sabatelli and Moss are just in amazing condition. Yeah. It's disturbing how the shape they're in. Like, like it's, it's unbelievable. It's like Lex Luger style. They really remind me of Roma and Jim Powers, Paul Roma and Jim Powers. What are they called? Power and Glory back in the That's day? That's right. Power and Glory. That's what these guys remind me of. They really do. So they're leaner. Like they, you know, they're, they're more athletic, I think, than those guys. They're definitely, well, yes. They're more athletic. They're definitely more athletic. Moment and Powers were good, though. Uh, they're big. They wrestled big Jim beef, Powers. They're big, beefy guys. I think he got me heat back in the day, Jim Powers. I'm one of my tryouts. I think I told the story. Well, I think I wrestled him like in Atlantic City on a tryout for WWE at a house show, WWF, years ago. Before ECW? Before ECW. And I think I accidentally caught him with a clothes on in the mouth. No wonder they this thought it was dangerous. Sometimes. Yeah, and, his, and then I saw his <laughs> lip bleeding. I'm like, oh, boy. And then went back it's in the locker room, and I saw, I think, Gurria and Blackjack Lanza, the agents. I'm like, that ah, kid, what'd you do? I go, oh, it, was, it was an accident. And I didn't get the job. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, but anyway. Um <laughs> He didn't get me heat. I got myself heat, I guess. They kind of remind me of that. Sabatelli and Moss remind me of like Roman Powers a little bit. Something about him. You know what I mean? It's just something. Italian, you see it or not? Italian connected. Sabatelli, Paul Roma. I guess. There's something there. There's a look. Well, there's a lot of similarities between yeah. the physique and that style because Roma was athletic. I'm not as athletic as Sabatelli. You want to see athletic dropkick. Look at Sabatelli holy, early in the match. The beginning of the dropkick. Holy crap. Uh, that was on Otis, I believe. Um, yeah, because Moss pinned Trevor. Uh, yeah, Riddick Moss pinned Trevor Knight. But um, Trevor had a nice uh, dropkick for a big he did guy. For a big guy, yeah. yeah. You know, I <sighs> I liked heavy machinery as a team, but I don't. I just I don't know why I feel like they're not going to stay a team. I just o- don't. Otis stands out a lot. He does. That's the he thing. does, and he's a he character, does. man. He's, he's funny. a character. Uh, like really over the top character, and you could put him with a Bray Wyatt. It'd be funny, like as his is like you know crazy cousin or something right. like, and like Bray Wyatt's trying to be serious or or, or even go woke and Matt Hardy. Yeah, just imagine him with like he's like one he's a, he's the lost Hardy, <laughs> Otis Hardy. He's the lost Hardy, dude. This is money. See the way yeah. I'm talking, spitballing. Yeah, this is how. ECW Creative was done. We would sit in the car, sit backstage, lock room. We would talk, come up with ideas like this. This is how it happened. I'm not kidding you. Raven and Shane used to come up with a lot of stuff all the time, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Raven and I, I told the story many times in Tampa. This is how we the Dudley concept came up, just like this. Just sitting locked, we're getting dressed and putting boots on, and in Tampa at the fairgrounds wrestling and for EC Dub and a house show, and and I don't. We just got into this topic about about the uh, Hanson brothers from the um from uh, what do you call it? Slapshot? Paul Newman Slapshot, yeah. But um, but yeah, what I'm saying is, could you imagine? Matt, I think Otis would would Hardy. He's the lost Hardy. Build it up, dude. Have Woken Matt Hardy build it up. Like Jeff's not back yet, right? So once Jeff gets back, yeah. whatever, you know. And then the Hardys are together. They're both broken, Woken, whatever. Build it up. Matt builds it up in character, in a Woken character. Uh, the, uh, it's gonna be marvelous. The lost Hardy. He's <laughs> Woken and broken. Whatever he would say, you right? Know, is Matt Hardy build it up for weeks? And they go in the woods and they're on the compound. Vanguard one brings him in or something. <laughs> or he's 
you know, he has Maxwell bring him in. And you have, out of the dark woods, you have Maxwell holding Otis's hand, like walking him out of the woods. That would be hilarious. It'd be great. Little Maxwell yeah. holding Otis's hand. I believe it's Maxwell, isn't it? Yes, I was yeah. close. King Maxwell. Yes. King Maxwell. Yes. Yes. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not big into names, but I, don't know, I just think they'll be funny. They'll be doing that. Uh, so. No, yeah. Of course. Hey, if it helps Matt and Jeff, I'm, I'm all in. I love those guys. Um, so, yeah, uh, match was good. I, I found it interesting, too. I, I find it interesting, I should say, also. Takeover package. They did a take for NXT in Philly. And it was an um, uh, interesting deal here with Alistair Black and Adam Cole. They're going to have a, an Extreme Rules match in Philadelphia, right? So, which I think will be great. Uh, I love these two cats, man. They're both awesome. You know, Adam Cole's been on his Taz show here. Legit dude. Love him. Alistair Black uh, is excellent. Uh, I don't know the kid, but I think he's really good and he's very different, unique. I love it. Um, but it's funny. If you look quickly in this package, they had several clips of ECW originals. You didn't notice, did you? No, I didn't see it. I was one of them. <laughs> it was a clip of like me, uh, I think Dreamer. There was a clip of a quick clip of me and Bam Bam Bigler going through the stage in Dayton, Ohio, after we went through the ring in Asbury. This was, was whatever pay per view that was. I, uh, drawing a blank. What the hell pay per view was that in Dayton? I can't remember names. Oh, man. Oh, I did the T-shirt, too, and I'm thinking of the logo with the flames. Heat wave? Was the, there was a heat wave? Can you GTS yeah, it? There was a heat wave. Dayton, Ohio? I think it was. But anyway, so so um, so um, they had this package, and I'm like, oh, come on, guys. You, you got to throw us in there? Really? You, you can't hang on to your own shit here? They got these young guys? You, it, you, you, you know, Stop. They just throw in like some of the epic moments that happened, like with Brian Lee and Dreamer through all the chair uh, tables in the middle Oof. of the ring, right? Was it Heatwave? You're looking at it. Was it? I'm working on it. Uh, it just and you just throw us in some match for for NXT, like just throw it in in black and white of EC Dub back in the day. It's just come on. I know you own the footage and you own everything. And that's great, but come on, you, you don't need that. I mean, I, I think we're a little bit more than that, just to be thrown in for 20 seconds for a, a package and one of the biggest marks in the world, my producer, Seth, didn't even notice it. <laughs> Heatwave uh, in Dayton, Ohio in 98. Look at this. I was right. Yeah. yeah. There was Heatwave every year, so I had to go through them all. Yes. So uh, if you go back and watch it, Sonny, you'll see that they had the uh, the deal. They, they, they used some EC dub footage, which, I, again, I'm not losing sleep over that either. I'm just pointing it out. Hey, you won. I won the match. Yeah, you beat Bam Bam in a false count anywhere match for the FTW Heavyweight Championship. Mm -hmm. There you go. How about that? I remember we went through that stage, and I'm, I'm like, there's no way this is going to hurt more than the ring. It did. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> don't worry, the wood's going to break. Yeah, okay. It did. <laughs> um, so, um, anyway, I remember coming out of that. I think I told this a long time ago on the Taz show. I came out of that hole on the stage. Bam Bam came out first. We kind of tried to replicate what we did in Jersey. Everybody thought Bam Bam was going to win, and then he was walking towards the ring selling as the great Bam Bam would, and, and I get out of that hole, and I rip the wood down, King Kong, and I just five foot eight King Kong, and I just run full speed. I had to jump on Bam Bam's back and put the choke on him, 
And I, I, I think that's what I did. And I know that he was not happy with me, Bam Bam, because, like, I just nailed him. Like, he didn't see me coming from behind. Like, Ooh. just jumped, just, like, full speed, you know, like, just, yeah, it was, and he kind of, his face hit. It was not good. Um, that's not someone I would want to upset. No, Bam Bam was not. <laughs> <laughs> he was a bad BMF, bro. So what, just, what happens there when he gets upset with you? you, you oh, get... he's been upset at me many times, dude. Trust me. <laughs> he used to get mad at me all the time. He just like yelling at you in the back. Uh, and... He just yeah, and you know he was like he he would yell, but he was not. He get mad at me about things we would do sometimes, and he was tough as hell. But you know he would get pissed sometimes, but. And he'd get mad at me, and I'd get mad at myself because I got bam, bam mad because I respected him so much, and he was my friend, and I loved him. You didn't want to hurt him. I, yeah. Well, not I. Listen, I wasn't worried about you couldn't physically hurt him. <laughs> I was never worried about hurting him, right? Like physically, I didn't want to insult him. I wasn't like f afraid of him like that, no. but I respected him, so I didn't want him to be disappointed in me. You know what I mean? Like I respected him so much, you know. And I think he knew that. I hope he knew that. You know, and and uh, and at that time, I a lot of people thought I didn't respect anyone, which was false. Um, I might have been a little immature about my push, but I did respect a lot of people uh, that people don't even know that I respected. Maybe you're so good at your character. I mean, maybe it's, that's what we yeah, thought. Well, you were. thank you. Uh, I'll tell you a guy who's going to end up being really good at his character, and it's going to take some time, but he's going to have a big upside. And that's just Fabian Eichner. Eichner? Eichner? I think you say it. Eichner, it's yeah. a real German name. Uh, against Roddy Strong. Excellent match here. I really enjoyed this match. You know, on paper, this is going to be a good match. And in the ring, it's going to be a good match. And it sure was. I love this match. Uh, I really did. Um, Roddy Strong looks better than ever. Oh, uh, he's, he's great. He's confident. He's yeah. sitting in his wheelhouse. I did not hear his promo. I don't know his verbiage. I know he cut a promo. Um, uh Ballsy promo, man. Basically, what he said. I didn't tell it's him. Like, I, I've I've taken on every challenge here at NXT, and then he basically called out Lars Sullivan. It's like that's a challenge, that's my boy, <laughs> Lars Sullivan. Yeah, he called him out, and he called him out. He had like a little smirk on his face too. He's like, "Let's go." Really? Yeah. Ooh. You know he's working, right? He's not shooting. You know that, right? Oh no, he wants to fight him for real. Okay. Yeah. I love for using you're using fan words, not mock words. Well yes. done. Oh. <sighs> TM six one package. These <laughs> guys are good. You know, they are good in the ring. I remember when they were in NXT a while back. I don't know. I, I'm not... Just, I don't know. The package, the whole cursing and the, the, it's like candid... Like Trying it, too it, hard. It, yeah, it's mm. felt like a try-hard thing. Yeah. Whoever produced them, it came off, I think you just said it best, a little try-hard-ish. Um, the talented as heck, and, and they told the story... Of how these guys came up through the pipe, they showed some footage of promotions they wrestled in these indies and stuff, which I think is you know we've seen NXT do that before, and that's a nice touch. I like that; it helps those those you know the promotions. Um, they, you know, I know they're supposed to feel young and energetic, and they're good-looking kids, and I get it, and they're big you know big muscular kids that are talented, and 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 I have no problem with them. I think they're very talented; and they're very good. I just don't like the way they produce to do those uh, cursing, beeping thing. Like, am I wording this right? Like what they kind of did. You know what I mean? It just felt a little forced. Yeah. You those know? are the things, like, if you want to do something like that, I would think you'd do that on social media or something. Yeah, it just you felt have fun forced, you know. I'm not I'm not pooping on these guys. Well, what the hell I can say. I'm not shitting on these guys. I'm not. I'm shitting on the way they were produced. How about that? Mm -hmm. um, Aaliyah. 
That's how you say her name, right? I yeah. had the audio. I, I remember I've seen her. She's from Tough Enough. I remember a pretty girl. Russell, another pretty girl. Lacey Evans. Um, a couple issues in this match. Uh, I, the girl, Leah has a great look. She's kind of a long way away, I think. And this match showed she's still a little bit of a long way away, where I think Lacey Evans is definitely ahead of her. Uh, she has a better look, I think, than Aaliyah. Um, very unique. And they told her story you know, in the past that she's a Marine, I believe. And, yes. Um, she's, um, you know, uh, she doesn't seem like she's a small girl, like a Charlotte-sized girl. You know? Oh, she's big, yeah, big and muscular. Girl, muscular yeah. girl in yeah. really good shape. But something happened in this match. A couple things happened here. Something that was weird. Like, Aaliyah comes out first and got in the middle of the ring. And if you go back and watch it, she wipes her feet in the middle of the ring. I, I, I couldn't see, you couldn't see her legs or her feet, but it looked like she, unless she was moonwalking, which I don't think moonwalking, <laughs> unless Michael Hayes is in town. <laughs> Man Street USA. Well, you know, like, I, I, you know, I, I don't think she's moonwalking, but it looked like she was wiping her feet. Like, why would you wipe your feet in the middle of the ring? You know how disrespectful that is? You wipe your feet on the apron. That's what I used to do. You wipe your feet on the apron. You don't wipe your feet where you compete. Almost like you're you're, you're a bull. Yeah. But bulls, a bull is... I'm a, saying, like Manny the Bull Fernandez, a, he could have got away with it. But he didn't do that. No, because he has respect. Oh, God. <laughs> Well, this goes right back to what you're talking about in your dojo, you know, keeping it clean and keeping the shoes off, and you know, just goes back to being having common sense. What do you wipe your feet in the middle of the ring for? Uh, look, people, social media people. If if I miss something, tell me. I, I don't think I did. I think she was wiping her feet in the middle of the ring. Maybe she had a rock in her shoe. <laughs> she had an ankle bracelet on from her boyfriend. You never know. Oh, who's your boyfriend? I have no idea. She could be married, maybe a husband. I have no idea. It's none okay. of my business. Um, <laughs> anyway, also during this match, because this pace of this match was fast. It was rushed. It was uh, It was not a, uh, you know, it was a rushed type deal. Um, I, I, I'm going to try and be diplomatic here on this. You have to be careful when you're younger and newer at this and maybe limited in a skill set because you're younger and greener to work a pace that's too fast for you. I know they are slaved to TV time and you got six minutes or five minutes or seven minutes, whatever the heck they had. I understand that. I've lived it. I get it. I know it. But you got to be careful with this because I don't think that Aaliyah was able to keep up with this pace again if you watch i hate to sit here and bury her but i just got to keep it real she um she actually lost her balance at one point if you watch closely uh alia lost her balance at one point and they actually did it, something you don't see a ton this used to happen on smackdown a lot when it was not live and there was an edit here a very quick physical an edit because of a physical error and i noticed it instantly okay and um it was an edit where Aaliyah goes to run to the second rope where Lacey Evans is selling in the middle. Both girls are kind of selling. Aaliyah runs to the, jumps on the second turnbuckle, like running forward at it, and then goes to turn. But she kind of turned very clunky and slow. And this is even this is after she lost her balance. At this point, Nigel was talking. I don't remember what he was saying. I had it unmuted, believe it or not, because she's like, hey, you had it muted. How'd you hear him? I unmuted it for some reason during this point. 
oh, because I racked it back. I rewound it to watch it again. And there was a quick edit. If you watched the, the spot, I don't remember what mm. she did off the ropes. I do not remember. I know Lacey was in the middle of the ring. I don't remember what she did. But if you watch it back, you'll see the edit. That little inside baseball for you there. You know, it happens on the Taz show at times. Mm. So, uh, again, second rope Jones. Yeah, take a look at it. Quick edit, City. And, um, yeah, Nigel was talking to her on that point. There was a quick edit where she's struggling to kind of turn in the corner, and they go to, like, the, the main hard camera, and then she's getting ready to dive with the ropes. It was a... Now, a lot of times, you know, they'll take a shot of the crowd or something else, so it's not as... It's a smoother edit. They didn't do that here. I don't think they did anyway, and I watched it twice. Hmm. So, um, yeah. Things you don't uh, hear or see anywhere else. Very interesting. Uh, so that's the deal. I, I, that's what I felt. That the bad news is I did not see the main event. Um, I did not see the main event. I'm being honest. I can sit here and lie and say I did it, but uh, Seth, I assume you did. Please help me on this. Uh, the authors of pain. I mean, uh, street profits. They're they're athletic and good, but the authors of pain uh, swallowed them up pretty much. They beat them up pretty good. Okay. And uh, they crushed them. And uh, and that's, it's just and going back to what we talked about earlier. Thinking about like War Machine and Authors of Pain, like, he's, he's, this is gonna be exciting. The tag team, uh, tag team stuff. Yeah, no, you're up, right. Man. You're right. And uh, and you got uh, what do you call it? The Undisputed Era, the champion. So those are guys are great too. So there's, there's there's some really great talent in there. And Authors of Pain, I think it, I think they've brought them along nicely. No, they've really they've gotten, Authors of Pain. Yeah, they've gotten better yeah, and better. They have. I did yeah. not think. I didn't think that um, Paul Ellering would last with them. I just didn't know. I just felt like it was too big of an age gap. Uh, but now it's become a staple, and uh, credit to Triple H on that. He's kept them together, you know, and uh, and yeah, and and they're together. They're, they're, he's their manager, you know, and and I'm cool with it. I think it's good. Yep. No, they have. Uh, I think the AOD, AOP, I should say. Yes. They are uh, they are here to stay. Um, and I think if and when they go to WWE, I could have got a funny, funny feeling in the main roster. Vince McMahon will rocket ship them. Uh, Tag team champion Jones. Yeah, and. Uh, and keep it on it for a while. They, they are what you call big heaters. Heaters. Yeah. So I'm a fan. A fan of those guys. So, uh, and uh, what are they speaking? Fosse? Remember we had the issue on the Taz show? We didn't know the language? I don't remember. I can't retain anything when it comes to that stuff. It's not too long ago. Exactly. Yes. Fijian. Folks, if we're doing video right now, which I think we'll have soon, that's the rumor. It's possible. <laughs> yeah, we're going to look at Seth's face of just complete. <laughs> confusion uh, just sometimes when i look at him it's just it's just it's so disappointing it's just that this is what uh, i deal with here so yeah. you know but how was the match the main event i'm so, i didn't see it people i'm sorry how, how was it seth it was all right you know it wasn't like you know i'm not gonna go back right. and watch it again it was all right these authors of pain are fun to watch because they're just they're so strong and physical i like their i like the move set they do like uh they, they what's it called i forgot they they pick them up with power bombs and they they tap them together like they're like they're cheers. Dynaflow. They call it the Dynaflow. Yeah, the Dynaflow. Yeah. They yeah. Dynaflow. That should cheers. be a great name for a finish. The <laughs> and they smash. And I yeah, I forgot the name. They have a name I, for I that. don't know. And uh, it's just yeah, I enjoy I enjoy watching them. You know. Yes. To, and they, with Paul Ellering, it's kind of cool because it's like you know Paul Ellering brings that for an old school fan like that me, vintage that, feel, that yeah. vintage feel. Yeah, from the Road Warriors and stuff like that. Um, yeah, um, he said the Wall Street Journal. Remember? He's yeah, he's wrapping up yeah. and banging on his hand, yeah. and uh, you know Paul Ellering, to his credit, um, you know he, um, you know he was with two guys that could talk. Especially Hawk was a great talker, 
Adam was a good talker, and and he survived as their manager, cutting promos. And back in the day, they put a manager with you for guys that couldn't talk, and they kind of still should think look at that model today. But um, <laughs> you know, and Ellering survived and soared and, and was great, and still is great. He does a great job. So credit to that man for sure. Um, so that's the deal. Hey, you didn't well, mention anything about um what. Because we talked about her in the past, uh, you know, you thought that maybe they're bringing her along too quick. Uh, when Shayna came out and uh, she uh, uh, she ended up choking out Aaliyah after the match, she like she faced off with uh, Lacey, and Lacey kind of backpedaled a little bit, and Shayna went in there and did her her thing that she does. Well, they used and, Aaliyah, uh, you know, as a, um, a sacrificial lamb, obviously, to to you know uh, to get the uh, what's going on here. What is this, Mike? Why is he here, Mikey B? <laughs> Jesus, I got Mikey B barge in the studio. Come on in, Mike. Producer of Taz and the Moose. You're not on Mike, Mike, Mike. Yeah, no, I, I guess they just use her as a sacrificial lamb. You know and I mean? uh, you know, it's, they're gonna. I think they're gonna give Shayna the title at the next at takeover. Uh, she's not ready. She's not ready. I know you keep telling me that, but they're gonna do it. Can you turn Mike's mic on? No, I can. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mike, just say hello. He's on. Hello. That's Mikey B. Mike, how's your experience so far working with Taz and the Moose? It's been amazing. Okay, thanks. Oh, he is lying. <laughs> He's the best. No, that's just how he is, uh, Seth. All right. So I'm trying to put two minds together, Mikey B and Seth, Moose and I, and maybe we'll get one mind. Yeah. Put two heads together and make an ass of ourselves. Yeah. That'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> He's all charisma, Seth. <laughs> All right, well, that's another edition of the Taz Show with Dunsky here. Uh, look, I hope you guys uh, liked it. Thanks again for downloading or subscribing. Much appreciated. We'll do a throwback snack tomorrow. It'll drop what time? 9 a.m., uh, Seth? Yeah. Oh, sounds confident. Sure. Yeah, Eastern. we'll drop that at 9 a.m. Uh, I didn't say what it's going to be. I guess we should say it. You should say it. What the hell? I'll say it. Your throwback snack for manana tomorrow, Friday. <laughs> we'll be. We used to have a sound effects uh, machine. Uh, it was store, I should say. We'll get it back, though. We'll be WrestleMania 3, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. That will be your throwback snack, and I will do that for you tomorrow, 9 a.m. Eastern. It will drop on iTunes or Spotify or TazShow.com or TuneIn. Uh, for Seth, uh, Mikey B in the house, and uh, everybody else here at the Taz Show, we thank you. I'm Taz, you're not. Adios. Yeah, yeah. said I was raised in the days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they move. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids meal, play ball, that's all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at Going for another drink just to get away. We gotta live it up. Carolina here to stay. I'm hoping I won't let you.